Hello, I am Jed Sprague, here with my co-host, JT Chipman. Hello, hello! And Evan Fagundis. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of Three White Guys Talking About Feminism. We are <laughs> flicking and screaming, and we are covering <laughs> Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Feel it, baby. What a picture, what a picture. But first, how we doing? Evan, talk to me, baby. Doing well. Um, again, can't complain. I feel like uh, I'm uh, almost a broken record at this point. But overall, legitimately, my life feels better with new movies out all the time and kind of being able to figure out whether I can hit a movie theater or catch something on, on a streaming service. Um, yeah, things are good. Chip, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm great, too. Uh, I'll be better as soon as uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock settle whatever beef they have going on for Fast 10. I don't know if you guys saw that weird yes. Instagram post like yeah, it's on you. that Vin Diesel wrote to his, yep. his brother, Uncle Dwayne. Uh, so my, I don't know if my soul is quite at peace yet, but uh, once that's settled, I'll be really good. Yeah, 100%. Uh, couldn't agree more. I, I feel really good, um, particularly this movie and all movies that came out towards like the end of 2019 make me feel fuzzy because I think I was clinging to them for such mm. a long time as like, Oh, these are the last movies I'll ever have seen in theaters. Um, and so I, I look through, you know, the year of movies, 2019 as a, uh, through rose colored glasses. Uh, but revisiting these movies and liking them just as much as I did the first and second and third times I've seen them. is always a pleasure. Mm. And this week we are talking about one of my favorites from that year. And that is Greta Gerwig's little women to kick it off. I want one word from each of you to describe this movie. Hmm. Did you, I think, did you use the word fuzzy? Because that's the first word that came to mind. And I don't know if I'm playing word association with whatever you said, but I think I, there's a couple of reasons why. I think fuzzy because this was shot on film. This was shot on 35 millimeter film and you can see kind of that vintage film stock. And I, I associate that with the word fuzz. I think this is a Christmas movie. And Christmas movies are always warm and fuzzy. You get a cup of hot cocoa. Um, I remember seeing this a couple of times at the little indie theater downtown with a glass of wine by myself. And uh, right around right around the, the holiday season, Jed's got a nice red that he's working on right now, I can see. And uh, it doesn't get much more fuzz than that, you know? Also, like, there, there's a lot of fuzz in these outfits, too. This is a costume drama, people. Yeah, 100% agree. You know, it sounds funny because it's going to – it's it's – um, works very well with your word chip, but I was thinking of warm. Like this, mm -hmm. this, this film is warm and fuzzy. That's kind of funny that that's what we came up with. But like, I don't know. It just makes me feel good, and that's not great analysis or anything like that. But I just feel really happy when I watch it. And for the most part, even when the characters are sad, and there are definitely some sad moments. It's like kind of clear that everyone wants to get back to being happy pretty, mm -hmm. you know, pretty quickly. And part of that is the time changes as well. They'll, they'll flash very quickly away from some of the sadder elements into, um, you know, the middle of moments that don't have any sadness at all. And they can really get away with that with the time. Um, but yeah, it warm, just very happy. Also, like, as you mentioned, um, with the film that they shot on lots of outdoor scenes, it's like a very warm environment that they're in as well. There's lots of like yeah. soft sunlight and even the lights like themselves, um, you know, a lot of it is like fire, firelight and stuff is like very warm and soft versus like the fluorescent lights that you see in, in modern movies. Yeah, th I mean, this movie is a lot of it takes place during winter, but it never feels like icy cold. You know, exactly. It feels like no, it character... feels like the warm fire during <laughs> yes. winter yes, more correct. than it does the outside. Um, the one word I chose was delightful. Um, yeah. And it was just like credits rolled. I watched it last night with my wife. 
And she said, she goes, God, that movie is just delightful. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? You were right. And that was what inspired like this exercise. Cause I was like, you can just sum it up by that one word. Um, there's so much I, I want to talk about with this movie. A lot of it's going to come through the categories, but Evan, you touched on one thing that I think is really important. And it's the storytelling storytelling mechanism uh, of this movie of like the constant flashing back and flashing forward and, and jumping around in time uh, so that we don't linger on a feeling too much. Everything, everything zips really quick. And I, I feel like it really lends uh, itself well to this story in particular. And it also makes me think a lot about how much of this movie do I enjoy because of the story Little Women and how much movie of this movie do I enjoy because it's Greta Gerwig's Little Women. What do you guys, what do you guys think about, uh, about that? No one edits movies like Greta Gerwig. Right. There is a, a buzziness and the way that the dialogue, it, it, it almost comes close. It's not quite to like a Safety Brothers level where every dialogue, like every third word is interrupted by somebody. But the lines bleed into each other. A character is finishing the last syllable in the last sentence and another character is picking up with a response or it cu- it's cutting to another conversation in the middle of something. It's very fast. It's very... Uh, quippy feels like it's kind of been used uh, in a Marvel sense lately, but I do think this movie is very quippy and exciting. Uh, but it also can can cut itself down, and it can it, it can be quieter when it needs to. And I'll talk about that in some of my scenes. And then there's so many amazing like jump cuts and match cuts too uh, that are going back and forth between time. And you see that with the expressions on the characters' faces and the colors that are going on. It's so engaging. What was the question again? I don't um, think I answered the question. I think I may have no, gone on my own. Table. No, no, no. I know you. No did. worries. I, I honestly just about, forgot. The question was really much: like, how much of this enjoy of the enjoyment that we get out of this movie is because of Little Women, the story, versus the fact that it's Greta Gerwig's Little Women? So, mm. Chip, I think in a way, like you talking about nobody yeah. edits movies like her. You talked yeah. about that's what you get out of it. So that's what I latch onto. Yeah. It's also essential for a story that's been told, you know, countless times on mm-hmm. TV, movies, you know. Obviously, like books, you know, the, the same way that mm-hmm. um, like Shakespeare stories have just kind of evolved into everyone else's stories. Like I'd say um, uh, stories like Little Women are very similar where it's like, you know, very similar um, plot structure right. and stuff. So I feel like there there did need to be a, like a real strong auteurist hand to turn this into a masterpiece versus just being like a good adaptation of a classic story. Mm, 100%. Yeah, I, the note I have written down is like, this is a big movie and it's told on like a pretty grand scale, um, but it still feels so intimate in a way that Gerwig can only accomplish. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. You guys ready to jump into categories? I mean, I think a lot of like what we'll we'll dive into is lives within these these wonderful categories. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The only question that I had, do you guys remember where you had this on your list of 2019 movies? Yes, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I think do I had. Well. I think I had it fourth. Okay, which is a mistake. Huge mistake. Yeah, mine be, is so mine's second. a little bit relative because I the the list I can most easily come up with is my list of best picture nominations, and I had it as one B. Um, yeah. So I guess technically second, but I really it, it I felt like it belonged in its own category with the ones. Yeah, I believe I had it second as well, and I know we did it pot on that jed i i believe i had it second but i i couldn't yeah, even remember you had it third. rode you rode super hard for this movie this was like yeah. i remember you were the person that i saw it the first time and i really enjoyed it and then you're like no watch it again like it's amazing that's true and then i watched it again and i was like you're right 
I do remember that. Like, because this is the first crop of movies that you and I really talked about, like, in depth. Uh, that's kind of how you could call it the genesis of the pod, really. It was um, the first podcast that you guys did. I remember listening yeah, to it. it like, was your very 20, first one it was, was ranking 2019. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the second one, I think. Yeah. I thought that was the first. Oh, because, yeah, I the think, first one was your personal top yeah, fives. But yeah, first yeah. one that's, like, really in the format that we're in today, basically. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Dude, those, I remember being on the other side. I was just, I remember, like, I literally remember, like, <laughs> making a grilled cheese in my kitchen listening to those episodes. <laughs> wow. That's a very, like, this version of Little Women type activity. I feel like nice warm grilled cheese and a pot. Ooh, yeah. It's basically kind of what they're doing. They're just putting in place. That is a great segue uh, into our categories. So, as always, we're going to talk about uh, this movie based on our favorite performances, our favorite scene, our favorite shot, our favorite line. And at the end, we're going to give it an overall grade. First up, favorite performances. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with my two favorite performances because I want to steal Saoirse Ronan because I think she's my favorite actress uh, in Hollywood right now mm -hmm. and oh, maybe yeah. my favorite actress of all time. It's at her at her best. It just feels like she's like so automatic um, in any movie, but... This type of movie specifically, it's like just pencil me in for a costume, like pencil her in for a costume drama Oscar nomination for the rest of time. Um, and then I'm going to leave one of the other obvious ones uh, to to you boys who I know uh, have a love affair with with said performer. But I'm going to go with Laura Dern. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable oh, yeah. performance in this. I, she's not given like a ton, a ton to do, but all the uh, lines of dialogue that she's given are super weighty. And I think she does it with this sense of like grace and uh, I don't know and like assuredness that only Laura Dern can really uh, can really deliver her. Like mm -hmm. I think it's funny because I was like, you know, I can totally imagine a younger Meryl Streep in that role, mm -hmm. and then Meryl Streep plays like almost the antithesis of that role in this movie, which I, I love that uh, too. But range, those are my baby, range, range. Those are my two uh, two picks. Evan, what did you have for this category? Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm going to take who you were talking about. I'm going to take uh, Florence Pugh. She just talked about like the warmth of this movie. Like that's what she provides in Little Women 2019. And I will say my my perception of her performance is also um, you know influenced by her performance in Midsommar in the same year. Because talk about range, like it's just a totally different vibe of a movie and and we don't even have to get too much into Midsommar to know that that's true um but Florence <laughs> Pugh is just like she she almost has one of the harder parts to play and we can talk about that a little bit in scenes just because of um who she is and and how we connect to her versus like Saoirse Ronan's character who you know from the first scene is easy to get on the side of um but yeah wonderful performance looking um looking quite nice as well um and then <laughs> the, nice. the other one that i will nominate a uh, chris cooper as mr lawrence i think the chris cooper performance is really great and can come off as melodramatic in the wrong hands i think and and just doesn't uh he seems so heartfelt and really forlorn there's there's definitely like a forlorn um back drop to this movie that's just below the surface and and honestly i might not have caught it as much until i watched it for a second time and really honed in on on the scenes like um the ones that chris cooper has you know around the piano and stuff so i i really like his performance awesome i agree i i would like to get to that when we talk about favorite shots of the movie um mm -hmm. i will i will ride for my boy timmy who is, is. so good in this movie i am like 
full of the the Chalamet hype right now, just based off of the month of October. But he is like he's a little bit toxic in this movie, which I think. Is really- <laughs> oh, it's so good. He's so like good. <laughs> he's a little bit of a dick. He's a little bit of an asshole, but he's so completely himself in everything he does, and he's like full, uh, just like a like like so full of life and experience and he's bringing all of his like sad boy rich ancestry to bear while traipsing through europe and throwing around drinks mr fred vaughn everybody he's a total ham drama queen uh and yet when he's telling joe that he loves her when he's comforting amy after fred after denying fred it's like he's the only person there and she is everything like to him in that moment. And he is just completely locked in and vulnerable. And it's uh, it's really an amazing performance and really funny and really sweet. Um, and then Eliza Scanlon as Beth. She has Ooh. she's got a really tough role in this movie because um, she's she's got to spend a lot of it uh, on a sickbed and she's got to spend a lot of it trying to create a sense of pathos. I think she does an amazing job of that. She's very vulnerable. She's very um, just just really a sweet character and like so stupid wise like especially when she's on the beach with with joe and like having to like she's having to comfort joe instead of the other way around it's like i like i'm the one dying but i gotta like help my sister get through this and like grieve me before i'm even gone um i thought she was amazing yeah and she's been i feel bad because she's been like i want like i want to see everything she's done it but she's been in like multiple things from this year that i haven't seen she was in devil all the time and old mm-hmm. so and and it's fun to see her pop up in old. I will say too, uh, and we're big Amy Adams fans. If anyone likes Eliza Scanlon in this, and you want to see more of her, Sharp Objects, she goes off. Yeah, I've heard that. she has some insane like manic energy. It's it's like almost the opposite type of performance, type of person than this character. But that's great pull. Yeah, it's funny. I I think like with her, um, she's probably like the least known uh, performer at the time of like seeing this and it's almost like she gets instant cred getting tossed mm-hmm. in with this group. Like, wow, you must like, she must be amazing. If like, she's, you know, was, was hired on as to be in this group of like well-known respected, um, previously established, uh, actors and actresses mm-hmm. quick on, before we vote, Timmy Chalamet, uh, I will say this forever. Uh, nobody knows how to get, better Timmy Chalamet than Greta Gerwig. She understands him on mm-hmm. a level that he doesn't even understand himself. Uh, yeah. And li- just a tiny, a drop of sleaze, just an yeah. iota. Oh yeah. And, and you know what, you know what you it's mentioned? There. It's like when, when he's in the one-on-one and I, I can, God, I can I don't, I, it's like sad saying I can really identify with this, but a younger version of myself can really identify with this. It's like when you get in that one-on-one scenario, you you are being genuine and you're giving your all to that person but then like in the greater social like in the greater social circumstance you can be a bit of a dick like oh, yeah. and, and you're like i wish i could just channel the energy that i have one on one uh all the time but it's just not possible and uh so timmy in this movie really really um mad respect uh i don't think he knows what he wants throughout the entire movie um but he is so genuine like the for me it's when um he's sitting with um oh my god uh, what's the oldest sister's name? Joe. Joe. No. Or Meg. Sorry, no Meg. Meg. When she's oh with, right. When you sitting with Meg at the debutante ball, and he's like being a dick, like I hate your dress, and he's yeah. like I hate your dress, but I think you're just, uh, you're just wonderful, and mm-hmm. she's like, really? And he's like, yes, like that, like it's like so genuine, but like he's such an asshole at the same time. Yeah. So 
Just really awesome. like a sledgehammer of honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, voting. Do we want to go super chalk here? Is the question. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, it's Saoirse Ronan. I will. Uh, I I do want to say about Florence Pugh. How is her voice like so like velvety and like layered and full of texture? Do you know what I'm saying? Like her literal vocal cords so, do that thing to me. She's what I yep. will say that Florence like maybe this is the argument for Florence is like she basically makes you hate her for the first half of the movie and then makes you fall in love with her character in the second half of the movie, which is so hard to pull off. And Evan's over there looking us like he's like, we have to vote. She, so best performance in this movie, I'm definitely not going to sit here and argue with Saoirse Ronan. However, this movie cuts around a lot. Chip, like you're saying, it has some very quick cuts even mm-hmm. and, and makes in between times. There is no one I'm more upset to be leaving than Florence Pugh's Amy when yeah. they cut to a new scene. I'm just like, oh, like every time they leave the room, I'm like, can we just go back there for a minute? Even like her intense scenes. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm voting Saoirse Ronan. She's yeah, it's yeah. so I'm easy. More than it's happy it's so Saoirse easy Ronan. for her. This is child's play, you know? Yeah, out of bed. That is true. Pop one of these out. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Uh, love this for her. She's just absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh, all right, moving on. Favorite scene of the movie. Uh, this is a movie that is, I think shots are really like shots and lines tend to be the packed category. But talking about quick cuts, scenes is like the packed, packed category, I feel like, in this uh, in this movie. So, uh, Chip, why don't you kick us off with two of your favorite scenes? Yeah, I love the very first um, Joe and Lori scene where they're at the dance and, like, Meg is, like, talking her through, like, oh, you can't say capital, you can't say – you have to, like, be all polite. And then, like, within 30 seconds of meeting – Lori, she's like, oh, that's capital. And then they start dancing on the outside of the ballroom and they have to like walk past the windows and they're all proper. And then they start like raging. It's like they're it's so funny the way that they dance. It it literally looks like just the two of them are dancing to like some weird like, I don't know, dubstep or electronic song, like the way they're just like vibing around. It's like it's so out of place and the contrast is so amazing and the chemistry is absolutely electric. And like I think we, we might litigate later who should have ended up with who. But the chemistry that they have in that scene, just the magnetism that is so apparent between the two of them that, you know, obviously has been fostered in other Gerwig movies in one way or another. Um, but it's just so delightful. I, I grin so much. Like, there's so much technical skill at work in this movie, but there's also just so much joy. And it's so rare that you have both of them at a ridiculously high level like this. Um, the, the, the absolute grin inducing charisma while also like oh this is the stroke of a, of a genius at work from the camera to the writing to to everything else um i think my other favorite scene uh let's I, one that like i think one that i honestly left the theater thinking about a lot was when joe starts writing the actual uh, book of little woman after beth has died so this is like one of the very last scenes in the movie and she puts her little green writer's jacket on upstairs she like burns some of her old manuscripts kind of like amy did which is kind of ironic Mm -hmm. and then she puts her green writer's jacket on and she's just churning and churning and the music is very just uh, driven and it's it's clear that like literal you know you, you can almost tell that blood is coming out of the pen right this is just like her heart and soul is being poured out and she is basically taking beth's advice in that moment and saying hey write for me even when i'm gone and tell and and 
tell this story and don't don't forget me and be full of love and be who you are. Um, and I honestly, I find that scene very inspirational just in my own life when I'm thinking about like when I have to do like some sort of task, I'm like, oh, I can think back at that moment and the way she puts that jacket on and the way she sits for a moment before she starts riding. And I'm like, yes, I can accomplish things as well. Yeah, definitely. Evan, what are your two scenes? Um, the first one I'm going to do, it's, it's not even, it's one of the shorter scenes really in the movie. Um, but I love when Amy first runs into Lori in, um, when they go overseas, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not even much. It's just like a pretty quick conversation. That's definitely my favorite Meryl Streep of the movie. I think is in that conversation. She's not even really talking very much, but, um, how terse she gets, um, uh, towards the end of that conversation is, is just really funny. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, maybe in shots, different things, but, um, some really cool camera stuff going on in that scene with mm-hmm. Lori kind of walking away and the way the carriage is kind of um, bouncing off down the road. Like that's some of the most classic um, period piece type stuff. Yeah. And that warmth just shines through on <laughs> during a scene like that. Um, Got to give a second. Oh my gosh. The second uh, one's harder because then you're like, fuck, I have to select from 700 choices. I know. That's the – and it's like, do I go with just the same characters again? Um, I'll go with the – maybe the full scene on the beach. That's another one. Like, we Ooh, don't have to get yeah. into it too, uh, too much, but I, I love that scene on the beach. Um, again, it, it just looks very beautiful, and it just has um, – Some of the best Chalamet. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say that probably the best Chalamet is is on the beat. It's probably where he's given the absolute most until maybe that last conversation with Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I those are probably the two that I'll go oh, with. God, it, you know, I was really hoping you guys were gonna take um, take the ones I had written down so that I would have like a couple like eliminated, but <laughs> you didn't. So I have like way too many to choose from. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the book negotiation scene at the end. Sir Sharon in the publishing, uh, in the publisher's office when he's basically like trying to like, you know, suppose that he's giving her a great deal by giving her, you know, 5% of the royalties and he's going to buy the pay $500 for the copyright. And she's like, huh, that seems like it could be pretty valuable. And yeah, you know, and, (laughs) and just like not giving into his shit. Might be Sersha's best acting the whole movie. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. a- agree with that. Um, and then, oh, God. I think the scene, and it, again, is a small scene, where they all the sisters are doing their little, like, acting club, and they're pretending to be, like, gentlemen with their pipes, and then Joe proposes that they invite Lori into their club, and mm, like, they yeah, immediately break character, one. and they're like, what? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> and then and then he hops out and he hands him all the mailbox key. I love that. It's like smack dab in like the middle of the narrative. And it's just the happiest part. Like, right. Like not, these sisters are so happy living their lives and they're, uh, you know, and they've made a new friend. And I, I love that scene. Um, but I think we have to I want to shout out two more that I'm not going to put up as official nominations, but mm-hmm. just like really quick want to mention. Obviously, the scene where Lori proposes to Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Timmy just crushing it and yeah. and Sersha also crushing it. Uh and then I also when uh the dad when dad comes home. 
Oh man, I, I, that's just talking about the warmest scene in the whole movie, right? It's My just, little woman. It's just, yeah. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> Chip is just no, but it's so fire. But it's just so funny that it's fucking Saul, <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's it, awesome. It, it's unbelievable uh, <laughs> no how like warm and heartfelt that scene is. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, all right, uh, Chip, hit me with your Dude, with your. I fish. literally could not stop. I'm sorry, I could not stop laughing in the theater when that scene happened. But in the best way, I was like happy about it. I was not like, it wasn't ironic at all. I wasn't just like, oh, like they blew it or anything. I was just like, yeah. Bob Odenkirk just walked onto the set, yeah. and he and he looks like he doesn't title. even. But the thing about him is he just. Bob Odenkirk only has one face he can make. Yeah. Like, he's only got the one face. And so he walks in, and he's this just, like, war. making his Bob Odenkirk face. <laughs> like, been at war it's for awesome. three years. But it's awesome. Uh, it's the right. same face he makes when he's, like, handing Jesse Pinkman a duffel bag with $300,000, yeah. you know? Exactly. Literally. Exactly. My yeah. little man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear God, dear God. Chip, hit me me with your pick. Um, Fuck, man, give me the beach scene. That's the best looking scene in the movie. Yeah, I'm down. Very down. Yeah. I want to say something about the... Well, actually, that's that. we'll get into shots. Never mind, never mind. Because the the beach scene um, is kind of like... like, Even like as far as plot goes, it's kind of sneaky. A lot of plot happening in that scene without a lot of exposition. It's like... Yeah, it makes because she meets Meg. Fred Bond in that scene. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, exactly. So there's like there's so much going on um, in that, and yeah, it's it's really good, really really good. Uh, okay, moving on. Favorite shot of the movie, uh, Evan. I believe it's your turn to kick it off. Okay. Um. So kind of going back to the scene uh, uh with Joe and Laurie. Um. When the carriage is pulling away, I think the the look back shot now it's become a little bit of a meme. I think for what, or at least it maybe spent what a year as a meme with Florence Pugh turning around in the carriage, kind of as it bounces away, um, mm-hmm. to take a look back at at Laurie. One, talk about like advancing plot and not having to use you know words for exposition like mm-hmm. that. Oh God, that look is just so great at the yeah. end of that scene. It tells you so much and mm-hmm. and basically creates the next 30 minutes of the movie you're so invested in what's going to happen literally just based on like a couple of those looks in that scene but the specific shot centered in the frame like that's the i love period pieces forever growing up and Mm -hmm. think they're worth celebrating type of shot from gerwig i love it um i'll be shorter on the second one the second one i had again a lot of trouble with because i'm like gosh how am i how am i gonna decide um I'll do maybe the um, the kind of backdropped um, sundown shot with uh, with um, Joe and Laurie um, mm-hmm. out kind of like set against that what like pastures kind of they're sort of yeah, like yeah. out over the water a lot of um, shit going on yeah and the sun's in front of them but the camera's really far behind and so they almost look like silhouettes that you can see yeah. the clothes on it's really cool. You said this was a Christmas movie earlier, Chip, and I agree with you. It is a Christmas movie, but it's also just a great no. I I think like November is the perfect Dude, time for this. It's like movie an autumn have, movie. It's because it's yeah. like late autumn 
mm. into Christmas. It's like right. it feeds you into the holiday season. Right. Um, That's good. It's a good bridge. Good bridge. Yeah. Um, all right. My favorite shots. Um, oh, God. There's so many good ones. Um, all right. I think my favorite shot in the whole movie um, we talked about in scenes is Joe and Lori dancing outside of the party. I mean, mm-hmm. the, their silhouettes with like the party going on inside and like what that shot says without any words of just like like Joe being the outsider and Lori like, you know, trying to like latch onto that, you know, idea of being the outsider and and the fun they have together and the dancing and uh, what. it Yeah, I don't know. I, I love that shot. And then fuck, the other two ones I have written down are both kind of like montages or tracking shots. And so I'm going to go with the school tracking shot at the end. Just mm-hmm. yeah. great grade A like tracking shot 101. I love every it feels like a play, right? It's like, you know, everybody's doing something with like a group. Like that's not mm-hmm. actually how school would go, right? You know, it but it's like no, all blocked all. so specifically uh to like give you almost like this is what happens at this school in one shot which I, I, I love. Um, and so that's what I would go with. Also, just big time, to- big, big fan of Chalamet uh, ghost fencing and teaching the kids like how to like, mm-hmm. like how to oh, fence yeah. in the background with like sticks. Absolutely hysterical. All right, Chip, hit me. Uh, okay, so uh, there's one, I really love the one where uh, Mr. Lawrence is sitting on the edge of the staircase listening to Beth play the piano. It's so well-framed because he's, like, on the edge, like, on this curved staircase leading away, but he's still, like, leaning in. And he's, like, playing the piano with his fingers along with it. And he's, like – because we learned that he's, like, basically still mourning his his daughter and he's, like, kind of reliving things through her. It's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Um, and then I really like the shot of Lori uh, undoing <laughs> Amy's, like, smock. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's loaded with a lot of a lot of things, <laughs> both on a personal level and uh, and otherwise. But I just real quick, I love the color palettes. I love how they do the future and past. How it's 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 very mm-hmm. obvious. A lot of people like complained. A lot of losers couldn't follow the timeline because they couldn't follow the colors. Just shut up, watch movies, that is not insane. on your phone for once. Maybe like maybe look up from your like you can do that. It's like because literally, Evan, the past scenes are shot like the fucking godfather it's like all twilight it's all like in the dark it's all red it's like it's a much more palatable and happy red than the godfather but it's like it's all shadows and shit and then like the future like it's all overcast but it's all evenly lit Mm -hmm. i just don't understand how you can't follow this dude it it almost has like it's so pronounced it's almost like the denis villeneuve lens over uh (laughs) like you know like legitimately it's that different of a of a color change, I see it almost more on my TV here at home actually than I did in the theaters, probably yeah, because I, my TV isn't as regulated. Well, um, but like when it flashes back, like on my TV at home, like I can yeah. really you also see got, it. You also got to remember too, so like the way colors work in like TV versus like in a theater. Like on the theater, it's being filtered through like a light projector, yeah. right? So it's like being like filter. It's like a a like film being filtered through like an actual like projector or you know obviously like digital rendering being filtered through a projector whereas on your tv it's just the pure color of like the screen itself so i that's actually not surprising um i feel i i do feel the same way uh all right uh evan what's your what's your vote for favorite shot favorite shot 
Um, I, I'm almost willing to be a tiebreaker. I, it's hard for me to get away from my own, to be perfectly honest with you guys. However, if we wanted to be, I mean, I wouldn't mind going with the school one. I do like the you tied in one because this movie is very yeah. picturesque. So it almost makes sense to make it a moving picture. So I could get behind that. Uh, the motion pictures. The motion pictures. What I'm picture. down. I'd vote yeah, for that. I love okay. the school shot. I, the school it, shot it really is gorgeous too. Like that. Oh man, it just takes its time, which I really like. Is like we the whole movie zips around, and the school mm-hmm. shot really feels like it takes its time to like settle you into where these characters have ended up. And mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy that. There's it's another like another big life. thing with that shot. This movie is full of like the hottest people alive. So yeah, it's good to see all of them in one place. And oh, that's like top we didn't to talk about, like, the, I, the, on, it, the only way it could be hotter is if Meryl Streep was in that shot because she's also hot in this movie. Yes. The, the, the um, okay. Uh, <laughs> the men on the periphery of this movie have the strongest jawlines of all Ooh. time. It's absolutely absurd. These like, dudes James, had not seen James a car Norton and since 1840. James Norton and Louis, yeah, and Louis Garrell have just been hitting the gym pre-gym absolutely shredded and skin is just perfect yeah Yeah. i i always notice that that's one of my favorite things about the the period pieces is the skin i'm like drop the routine what's good we hit we hit in the stream like you know (laughs) yeah also just like the most like i would say the only unbelievable casting is james norton as like the lowly tutor it's like that guy would have been paid lots of money to just do whatever just to be around yeah. rich people yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> um, okay awesome moving on favorite lines um i'll kick it off with my favorite two uh i love uh when friedrich uh tells sersha when he's reading her her work i uh i i do not like it it is uh it is not good <laughs> like it's just like so it's not one of the best lines in the movie, but I just get so much enjoyment out of it every time because mm-hmm. it's so blunt. And then his reaction to that being like, I wouldn't be this blunt with you if you weren't talented. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's amazing. Like, what, a, what an unbelievable thing. Um, and then I'm going to go super chalk. Um, Joe, at the end, uh, when her mom asks, you know, when she's basically saying, oh, if, if Lori asked me again, I would say Yes. She goes, but do you love him? And she goes, I care more to be loved. Mm-hmm. Like mm. that is fucking talk about like there's been more than enough uh, critic writing about how this is such a modern movie set in the time of period piece. That's the maybe the most modern line in, in the entire movie is is this idea of like what matters? Is it like actually loving and caring for someone or is it being loved? Yeah. And feeling that affection. Um, so I absolutely love that. And I just think we didn't talk about that in scenes, but that is one of my favorite interactions. Like my favorite dialogues in the entire movie is that point when she uh, when but every any time when Laura Dern and Saoirse Ronan just get to talk one on one. I think there's a previous yeah. time when when she's like, oh, how do you never get mad? And she goes, oh, or how do you never get angry? And Laura Dern says, I'm angry every day. Like. Those those moments are really underrated in this movie and easy to look over. But those are my two. Uh, Chip. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, Gerwig wrote the shit out of this movie. It's a crime. It didn't win an Oscar for a screenplay. I mean, it's crazy because she wrote a lot of this movie even before Lady Bird. Like she was working on it before she wrote that. So that's just. That's why. Me. Um, I actually didn't know that until this 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, like, she wrote, like, several drafts. I don't know how much of it, like, made it through, but she was working on it even before Lady Bird, so. Um, my favorite line in the movie is Timothy the God when uh, he's telling Joe that he's marrying Amy, and she's like, what do you call him? Or what does she call you? And he says, she calls me my lord. <laughs> that is uh, just same, so relatable, King, right? Like, we, we, all, we all get that. Um, and I really love, uh, I think, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I really love, I think she says it a couple of times. Joe says the world will never forget Joe March. I think she says it both at the beginning and at the end. And it's, uh, I remember that. I remember like that being the line blazed into my brain as I was leaving the theater. That is a, that is a good one. And her character earns it too. Like that's a, that's a line that, that the character in the movie definitely have to earn. And you're right, Chip. Greta Gerwig wrote the shit out of this movie to have this dialogue and also cut and edit it the way that she did, yeah. like clearly picturing editing while she's making the movie. Whew. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's like at the beginning, it's it's very loud because the girls are like younger. So they're like a lot of it's it's the loud it's it's loud conversations. They're jumping all over each other. They're like screaming at Marmy, but like in a happy way. And then as the movie gets armed, they become adults. It's like much more tempered and quiet conversation because mm-hmm. life is hard. You know? Yeah. A couple of the conversations between, um, oh God, what's uh, Emma, uh, Meg, Meg, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and her husband are Chip, like yeah. you're saying, like the Godfather. A couple of those yeah. conversations are literally like the Godfather. It's so dark in like the yep. way they're talking to each other, like. Uh, um, but really, stuff. I mean, really, really good stuff. Like yeah. the whole thing with like the dress and the like. I don't know. That's yeah. very modern, relatable. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry what that. He has a great quote in that one. Like, um, I've never not, I've never wanted to have money more than now or something like that. Yeah. Like there's a really good yeah. quote in there. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. I can do mine uh, pretty quickly. One, uh, it's about my girl, Amy, but I love when Joe says Amy has always had a talent for getting out of the hard parts of life. I love that that would be like a gripe <laughs> that somebody has. Cause I relate to that. You're just like, Hey, don't be so happy. Like, don't get away with it so <laughs> easily. Um, also, I could quote uh, Meryl Streep basically the entire movie. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. She's, she's electric. Uh, don't sneak around. I don't like sneaks. Uh, uh, <laughs> these French women couldn't lift a hairbrush. Like, I could kind of. It, it, be be like, it must be because she's French is, like, delivered a couple times, which yes. is. Yeah. And Italian. Um, she, she, she's, she's got some some biases she's got to work through. She's got some, some prejudices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she absolutely old does. European rivalries. Uh, you're not paid to think. Like she, <laughs> everything that she says, is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I'll, I just I already listed off a few and the one Joe quote. I'm what do we to... think, Evan? Then what do you think? What's the What's the quote of the movie? God, it's so hard. I need to like write the. I need to like write them down. I'm like trying to to remember so, mine at the same time. I have one more that I didn't put on here, but. I actually think this could be the quote that like sums up the ethos of the movie and is when Joe tells Meg, you'll be bored of him in two years. We will be interesting forever. Ooh, mm, that's a really good line. Yeah, that whole scene. She's like, let's just run away. That's like the wedding day. I, I love it. Here. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's so good. And it's like kind of just like it's almost just it's almost Gerwig saying like you guys might be bored of this story, but like you'll never be bored of these people and like the yeah. way we're telling it. Mm. 
Yeah, and she has such a good response because she's like, just because my dream isn't the same as yours doesn't mean it's less interesting or, or something like that. Doesn't mean it's less yeah. beautiful. Like, like yeah. it, I don't know. It, it's it's very it's very like an appropriate and like still heartfelt response without it feeling like anyone's compromising their own dreams for you know happiness. Yeah, I would say I would either go for that one uh, or I care more to be loved. I Those care more to be loved. Yeah, I love that. That's an interesting one because it's almost like. It's like a weird dynamic that it presents. It's kind of scary to think about that. I'm down but, to go with that one. It's a but it's also point. like it is Joe March, right? It's like she's, mm-hmm. she cares more about, about being loved and not even just being loved, about being remembered than mm-hmm. like the actual act of like being in, a, in an intimate relationship, right? Yeah. Like, the world will never forget. So I think it, it does sum up the character really well. No, I, I do like it. And I okay. agree. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we made it through our categories. Uh, our favorite performance, Saoirse Ronan. Our favorite scene, the beach scene, which, by the way, kind of a sleeper. That was a good sleeper pick. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, our favorite shot, school tracking shot, and our favorite line, I care more to be loved. Before we get into our final grades, uh, we got to litigate uh, who should have ended up with who. Mm-hmm. And, Chip, this was your this was your uh, child. You wanted to talk about this, so mm-hmm. let's you kick off the discussion. Here's the thing. I am an Amy March defender and that there are det- in my in my own household. There are detractors of Amy March. And mm. I get it. She made she made a, a pretty cruel mistake burning the manuscript. That is damn near unforgivable. But she was 15 years old, man. Yeah. Life happens. You've got to learn to love the people that you have. Life is Joe literally says life is too short to hate your sisters. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the movie, everyone kind of understands that and come to grips. So therefore I defend Amy March and I defend Amy and Lori. I know that Joe and Lori had amazing chemistry. I think that they, their relationship could have been so beautiful, but Joe's right. It would have been fraught. It would have been full of amazing moments and also some just, distressful and awful throat ripping apart moments um and i think that they would have realized maybe sooner than later they would have made a mistake and then that taints all of those good moments you can't enjoy those good moments as more as much as you can when you know that like hey this is not what it's supposed to be and i think that the you know a little bit of shallowness that both uh amy and laurier can are a little more worldliness i think is a little bit more compatible i think that um i think joe would have literally slit laurie's throat um, at some point <laughs> in his sleep as he's uh, carousing with society. Um, so I think that Amy and Lori are just a better fit. I think they're just going to they're going to throw some awesome parties. And I really want to be at those parties. And Joe's going to come to some of them with her with, with her professor boyfriend and some of them she won't come to. But they are going to nurture Joe and, and Bear, whatever his name is. They will nurture each other to the end of their days. I think the right people end up with the right people. OK, fight me. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't disagree with that statement at all i think the right people end up with the right people i think mm-hmm. Lori and amy are a much better match for each other than joe and Lori are however there is zero amount in this movie that convinces me to believe that Lori is actually in love with amy like mm-hmm. th- there's nothing like in this movie i watch this movie and there's nothing that makes me convinced that those two ca- or that i know that she's in love with him but there's nothing that convinces me that he's in love with her it's just that he I, I don't know it's like almost like he settles for her and and he's still like even when 
even at the end when they're all convincing uh, Joe that she's in love with Frederick and they need to go after him. And he's like, never thought I'd be getting a carriage together to like, you know, to send yeah. Joe March. Like, it's like you don't make those comments unless it's still kind of eating, uh, eating you alive. I yeah. don't disagree. I think that Amy and Lori are a better fit personality wise. Like if we're doing matchmaker, did everyone end up with the right person? Yes. But do I believe that Lori and Amy are going to like have a long, happy marriage? No, because I think it's going to be plagued by this idea of, of Joe the entire yeah. time. I, I mean, I, I don't want to cut off Evan if he's got a thought, but like Lori's just a toxic hoe a little bit. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like when uh, the bear comes in for the first time, he keeps being like, who's this, who's this, who are you? I'm Lori. Who the fuck are you? Basically. And it's like, <laughs> you're still jealous, man. You're literally married, but you're always going to be a little bit jealous of whoever Joe is with. And that's, that's who he is. He's a he's a little bit of a of a of a slit. It's kind of dark too because Amy literally says to him, "I'm not like I'm not going to be second choice." Yeah, and then she is. She ends up settling to be second choice. Like that's how I feel. I when I I don't think there's any settling going on. I have heard that many times already today that there is settling going on with Lori in the situation, and I will not have it. I shall not have it. Evan, I, please. I agree. I agree. Okay. Like I, I think it's easy to look at. I try to I'm I'm probably projecting a little bit or something, but I'm like trying to dig a little bit deeper than just the scenes that we see in the movie to mm. establish like my full opinion. Um, sure. I think everyone ends up with the right people for the same reason that we can, uh, you know, forgive Amy for doing a terrible thing and burning the manuscripts like people do weird stuff. People make bad decisions and that leads them to where they go. So I don't necessarily like because something happened in the past, like it necessarily has to like be true in the future, I guess is what, I, so I think they end up with the right people. I think you guys are both right in that the personality match is great. Like, like the little twinge of like chaotic evil that Amy and Lori both have, I think they understand yeah. it in each other. And that's why they kind of disconnect every once in a while from the other people in this family. Cause you really can like, look at this, everyone in this movie almost as like one family, yeah. uh, which is a little bit creepy, but, it's- um, the other hard part about, and this is, I think, is, like, one is just the nature of movies and nature of, like, casting. Um, I think it's really hard to remember that Amy is the little sister, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. he mm-hmm. says, Laurie says stuff like, you're so beautiful now, right? Like, it's almost like he never looked at her through that lens. And I think those types of lines yes. are meant to make us believe, like, oh, I never looked at you this way. And now that I do, I am in love with you. Um, but, but. It's also, hard because just to be Timmy Chalamet looks like the youngest person in this movie. The intention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, though, man, when he's in the meadow and she's painting him and even when um, he unbuttons her smock, he is he is eye fucking her. Yeah. And not I don't mean that in like a gro- I don't mean that in like a, a nasty. I just mean like he yeah. is looking into her soul and he's like also probably a little horny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, give it, let's give it a final grade. Evan, final grade real quick. Um, A. Yeah. Uh, yeah, A. Like, bordering on A+, plus, um, because it's, yeah, I think one of the two best in a great year of movies. So, I've got it, I've got it as a full A+. Plus. The more and more yeah. I visit this movie, the more and more I'm like, it's a classic. It's an instant yeah. classic. I will revisit this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, gr- my daughter will grow up with me forcing her to watch this movie, uh, you know, every year around this time, I, I'm going to revisit this movie minimum once a year, most likely 
more than once a year for as long as I can remember. Uh, yeah. Or as long as I can predict into the future. A-plus for me. Amazing, yeah. amazing movie. Yeah. A-plus. Um, I saw this Christmas Day, 2019, uh, and I saw Uncut Gems sure. later that day. But I saw it. Uh, I saw <laughs> a Little Woman, page. which what a what a pairing that is. <laughs> I'd like we should do like a weird like character swap like put one it's, character this from is how I win this is how I universe win. yeah imagine yeah. if um, Adam Sandler came in My Little Women <laughs> <laughs> so swap Sandler and Odenkirk yes that's, yes that's uh, it that's it that's how we're so ending this pod. podcast over the mental image of Adam Sandler coming in in like and you know he'd like have that like Adam Sandler smile like My Little Women <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fresh off losing like a bet on a duel, you know, or like yes. a, a chicken, a cockfight or something. He comes back in, my little women. He had twenty thousand dollars on Gettysburg, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pantry will be a little bit light for a while. <laughs> Don't worry. All about right, it. all right, all right. Oh man. Well, uh, I really thoroughly enjoy this movie. It is it's just spectacular. I think that's reflected in all of our grades. Um. Really happy that we get to talk about it. I think we sh- we will revisit this movie and, and should. Um, and I'm actually, one thing I did want to say is I think the legacy of this movie is going to just continue to grow because I think mm-hmm. all the individual performers and the director of this movie are going to continue to grow in the estimation of the overall public. And we're going to yeah. look back on Little Women as being like, holy shit. Almost like how people look back on um, The Outsiders, you know, like that like giant ensemble cast full of just mm-hmm. incredible performers. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, oh, my God, think about all these, you know, these people, you know, young in their careers. Uh, I think this movie will reflect the same. Uh, but that being said, this has been Flicking and Screaming. Next week, we are taking a week off uh, to enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. And after that, we are coming back with our top five movies from Michael Mann. That is right. We're getting in on the conversation. All of Twitter has been talking about him for weeks and weeks and weeks and months. And basically ever since Twitter has been a thing. Uh we're gonna we're gonna dissect dissect the man himself. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk about men, criminals, men, men with codes. You know, live a certain lifestyle, adhere to it strictly. I'd like to think that he would think that we're a good crew. You know. Oh, these guys are good. <laughs> the discipline. All right. Any final thoughts, little women? Before we go to the most dudes rock director of all time. <laughs> what a contrast. Uh, team Amy and Lori, baby. That's all I got to say. I would love to see Greta Gerwig's heat. <laughs> Greta Gerwig's heat. With that being said, fucking screaming Jed Sprague. I've got his Chipman. Have a good one, everybody. Good night. Bye. <laughs>